you wanted the best, you've got the best podcast. The hottest, hottest. podcast in the world. In the world. The Chris Voss Show, the preeminent podcast with guests so smart you may experience serious brain bleed. The CEOs, authors, thought leaders, visionaries, and motivators. Get ready, get ready. Strap yourself in. Keep your hands, arms, and legs inside the vehicle at all times. Because you're about to go on a monster education roller coaster with your brain. Now, here's your host. Chris Voss. Hi, folks. This is Voss here from thechrisvossshow.com, thechrisvossshow.com. Welcome to the big show, my family and friends. We certainly appreciate you guys being here. Uh, we're going to be talking about uh, how to run better ads on social media today, and we've got an amazing CEO and founder with us. Uh, we're going to be talking about that and how to protect yourself from uh, having your ad account suspended or or different ad issues that you can run into. It happens a lot lately. I see it on social media. We're going to be talking about that and getting some insight on how to run safer ads and and uh, and uh, also set up your ad sort of things. And, you know, it's 2023. It's the beginning of the year. And uh, you can find out some strategies to map out what you want to do to be more successful online with your advertising uh, coming up. Uh, in the meantime, refer the show to your family, friends, and relatives. Go to goodreads.com, Fortress Chris Foss, youtube.com, Fortress Chris Voss. Uh, see our big group on LinkedIn. There's 130,000 people over there. Uh, also go to uh, LinkedIn forward slash Chris Voss. See the uh, big newsletter and all that sort of great stuff going on. Uh, today, uh, we have Rohan Khan on the show with us today. He is a founder and CEO of a company called Orange Trail. And uh, he has a master's degree in psychology with five years of experience scaling up Multiple six to seven figure e-commerce brands with a collective revenue of over $10 million. In 2021, he founded Orange Trail, an agency that helps advertisers navigate through advertising bans by leveraging his strong industry contacts. He's formed partnerships with major platforms and got 400 clients uh, and built a team of 20 full-time employees within 12 months and became one of the fastest growing annual recurring revenue in the advertising industry. He is well known for helping marketers advertise with stability and scale their business without bans. Welcome to the show, Rohan. How are you? Thank you very much, Chris. And I appreciate that intro. There you <laughs> I'm go. very well. Thanks. Thanks a lot. Um, yeah, it's uh, it's been a bit of a wild journey so far. There um, you go. It yeah. sounds like you scaled up quite fast. Yeah. Well, you know, here's here's the thing. I think perfect product, perfect timing, perfect audience. Mm -hmm. If you can get that congruence, you know, the sky's the limit. And I feel like that's something that we have right now at Orange Co. And with COVID, I mean, it told a lot of people, hey, man, you need to be online because sometimes being in person, I know a lot of companies are scrambling to move from brick and mortar. Uh, you know, they were used to getting their business through customers coming in. You know, they said, hey, you got to go online. Give us the uh, .io for your website, please. Uh, so, yeah, it's it's orangetrail.io. And, um, yeah, just adding to what you said about COVID, I think it was a real wake-up call for a lot of companies, but also, you know, employees and workers uh, alike. They realized, hey, I don't want to put all my eggs in one basket. So now what you see is a lot of companies are saying, okay, now we are allowing work from home. I think the Netherlands recently uh, allowed uh, a mandate which said that there is mandatory work from home for, I think, one or two days a week, which is insane. It's, that's, it's mandatory. So companies need to abide by that, whether they like it or not. There you go. There you go. Uh, so uh, give us an ar overall arcing of what, uh, in your words, of what you do with your company. Sure. 
So um, Orange Trail is an agency that provides whitelisted ad accounts to advertisers. What is a whitelisted ad account? Well, everyone has standard ad accounts. You go into a you know Facebook profile, you go to the homepage, you go to the ads manager. You have a you know ad account there, but this is just a standard account that a pro- personal profile can have. Um, they're missing out on a lot of benefits and features, uh, such as you know with our accounts we have unlimited spend from day one. Wow. You don't get banned as easily. Um, we have a direct line of access to reps, which guarantees you an answer within 24 hours. And we all know how Facebook support is. You know, it might take weeks just to get yeah. a response from them. Oh, yeah. So, if at all. Exactly. If at all. So, you know, I wouldn't get my hopes up on that. So <laughs> how we started was basically I just realized there's a huge pain point in the industry. Everyone was struggling with bands. Uh, we had a $40 million brand that came to us and said, hey, guys, listen, you know, we're in trouble. We have our Facebook ads page gone down, ad account gone down. Can you help us? And I was just thinking in my head, like you're a $40 million brand. You yeah. would imagine you have some kind of contingency or backup plan. Mm-hmm. So, you know, that's, that's how, the, the, how wide the problem is on the spectrum. You have small advertisers, large advertisers alike, and everyone was struggling. So I kind of put together this agency based on a problem. And as Elon Musk always says, you get paid in proportion to the level of problems you solve. The bigger the problem, the more you get paid. So in this case, you know, obviously money is not really the, the biggest uh, factor, but it was more so how can I solve a pain point in the industry, get fulfillment at the same time, and also you know, make a ton of cash. And um, yeah, the answer was Orange Trail. Now we provide these whitelisted premium level ad accounts to advertisers, wow. which are direct from like Meta, Facebook, uh, Google, TikTok, Snapchat, Twitter, all the ASVs as well. Um, and these accounts just don't get, go down as, e- as easily. You know, they are much stronger. And in the event that, you know, they do rarely go down, we have our reps that just pull them back within 24 to 48 hours and you're live advertising again. That's awesome. I, you know, I, that's been a concern of mine for the longest time. You know, we, we've had, we have, you know, authors of all sort of shapes and we have people that come on, they've written novels and fiction and, and then we have great nonfiction writers. You know, it, yesterday we had CNN's, uh, Ellie, uh, Conagon. Um, and we had, uh, and, and sometimes these authors talk about politics. Well, these are books. These are historical, uh, you know, things where people are talking about what's going on in history. And, you know, we'll, we'll get, we'll get buggering from Facebook over, well, this, you're running political ads. No, we're not. We're, we're talking about an interview we did of somebody who wrote a book, yeah. man. <laughs> and, and, and it, we'll have to fight through the, you know, to try and just get an ad to just, at, yeah. we're advertising really the podcast. Um, in the interview we did, we're not, we're not trying to get elected. <laughs> right. Exactly. So those but, algorithms are crazy, man. They, but you, they, you know how it works, right? You, you yeah. understand how that, how the flagging works, right? Yeah. For, for those who don't, let me just briefly explain. So irrespective of, you know, Chris, you're advertising something, which you're not a politician, you're not trying to sell something political, but even if it has a hint of politics in the copy and the creative and the headline, mm-hmm. even on your landing page, um, Facebook has, tools that scan you know, all aspects of your ads, your landing page, your creative. And if there's anything that triggers this, oh, this is a political or social uh, impact ad, mm-hmm. it will automatically just restrict it or you know, disable or uh, just disapprove the ad. Wow. Now, this is, you know, again, it's AI. It's, it, well, it's, it's an algorithm. And you know, they put into the machine like, okay, if, if X and Y is hit, then that's a trigger. Um, so it's not always an individual or a person viewing your ads. And that's where the problem is, you know, for the company size being so big and, you know, there's a lot of advertisers 
they just simply don't have enough manpower especially now with the layoffs that recently happened you know you know i wouldn't get my hopes up anytime soon <laughs> so these problems will will continue i think yeah, it's 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 crazy what's going on. So, uh, you guys offer these by by having these agency accounts or these uh, what what would you call them again? White label accounts, agency accounts, white la- white listed ad accounts. Um, there's a lot of names for them. Yeah, and so they can use these, and I guess you guys run the run the ad making for them, right? You probably don't turn them over to me, so I can play with them, right? No. So, uh, good question. This is a common misconception. We don't run any ads for the clients. Uh, oh. We kind of just provide you the platform, the ad account. Okay. And you you do everything yourself. And oh. the what we assist with is, for example, with um, setting up the accounts, then the on, ongoing maintenance of the accounts. So, for example, if you mm-hmm. need to top up the funds, agency accounts, you can't really put your cards on them. It's more so a prepaid model where our finance team would issue an invoice and you tell us how much you want to load it up, like a phone, like a prepaid phone. Oh, okay. And you, you load it up with credit. And then mm-hmm. it's just like a constant topping up. If you want to add media buyers, remove people, we, you know, that's all processed through us. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's like the ongoing maintenance of the account. There you go. There you go. Pretty interesting uh, on, on how to do that. And you've you scaled up quite fast. I mean, what's, what do you, what do you, uh, what do you um, assign the uh, success of scaling up so fast uh, within a year or two uh, of your business? So what, what are some yeah. of the things you attribute to the success of that? Too. You're asking for the secret sauce now, Chris. Well, I mean, yeah, sure, man. There's, or you can tell me on the side after the show. You know. <laughs> well, my competitors are probably going to be listening, but um, luckily there's not many of them because um, one thing I, I, I didn't mention is that this service we provide is highly exclusive. Mm-hmm. We're one of a handful of agencies worldwide that mm-hmm. can actually provide this, um, this service. Uh, reason being is because you really need these industry contracts. You need to have direct contacts in reps and platforms that not everyone has. And the only way I got access to them was by me, myself, spending millions and millions on ads myself of my own money and mm-hmm. getting connected with the right people. Um, and after that, we you know, just put pen to paper. So now I'm, I'm proud to say like Orange Trail has contracts and agreements with ASVs from Facebook, Google, TikTok, Snapchat, Twitter, Bing. So I did a deal with Microsoft as well. Uh, Taboola and Outbrain. So it's like pretty mm. much 360 every ad platform you can imagine. Nice. Um, in terms of our growth, yeah, it's a good question. How how the hell do you grow to seven-figure annual recurring revenue uh, in just 12 months and a team of now it's 24 full-time? Mm. And, um, you know, we did 18 million revenue last in the last 12 months alone. So how do you do that? Well, we have multiple funnels. The funnels are in terms of client acquisition, Mm-hmm. Um, so let me talk about the client acquisition side first. So, you know, obviously you have ads, you can run ads to Google, Facebook, TikTok, and try to acquire clients through there. So top of funnel cold traffic and through there, we're getting leads. The leads are booking calls with our biz dev team and then biz dev team are getting on the call, checking if they're eligible or not close or, you know, disqualify. So that's one funnel. A second, which, uh, in my opinion is largely underrated is partnerships. We had to, like my business partner and I, Ari, uh, we flew around the world to many events like Dubai, Barcelona. I just came from Texas last week. We were at a triple whale event in, in, uh, in Austin. Mm-hmm. Um, and we're flying to these events because we understand there's huge companies there. Triple whale, you know, they just did a 25 mil Series B uh, funding. It's a nine-figure company. Um, we met the guys from retention.com, uh, Georgia. So like all of these huge companies, we 
meet the founders, we meet, you know, the CEOs and we're like, hey, listen, you know, there's, there's an opportunity here. We have over 400 clients spending quite a lot of money. You guys are, you know, need an X and Y. And then it's become a partnership where you exchange leads. So they might send us leads, we'll send them leads. So that was the second uh, very big part of our success is that we just like front loaded, bootstrapped everything. We're just going hard on partnerships. Um, third would be that there's a lot of, a lot of large communities within Facebook. I, I don't know if you've seen these groups that are like ad leaks, uh, ad buyers, mm-hmm. e-com yeah. empires, these huge groups that have like six figure members. I, I know you have groups as well. So you understand, you know, these, these groups are out there. Yeah. What we did was, first of all, we got our team to offer value in the community with no expectation or return. It was just, let's offer value. Let's get noticed. And when people notice that you're just providing value, you know, assisting wherever, you know, not pitching your services, but just assisting with advice or feedback, um, they start to notice you. And I remember, you know, I was just adding value constantly to the groups. And one guy, he's the admin of the groups. He said, hey, man, I, I noticed your company. What are you guys doing exactly? So we get on a call, we get on another call, and then eventually it's like, hey, we want to make you an official partner for our groups. Wow. So now we have you know, partnership with ad buyers, ad leaks. These are Facebook groups with like large member base. And because we're an official partner now, we can actually pitch our services in the group without getting kicked out. <laughs> so you know, that was another great lead source. Mm-hmm. And then there's another one is referrals. Now, we're very generous with our referral commission. We oh, give wow. 15, 15% lifetime. As long as the client works with us, you're getting a check every month. Some of our biggest referrers were sending five figures a month just, you know, as a referral commission. <laughs> there and, you go. Yeah. And that's great because when they see that money, they're even more motivated. Like, oh, our insurance is going to pay me out a bunch. It's going to cover my mm-hmm. bills. Let me, you know, send more people. So we're selfless on that regard because we understand, like, I'm fine with dropping the margins because I want people to feel that, okay, we're providing value and they appreciate the value. Um, and then aside from that, it's, yeah, it's just, you know, we have a few other uh, funnels, which I can't mention because, um, you know, they're, they're a little bit, uh, you know, off, off the grid, I would say, but, uh, it's, you know, uh, well, that's the secret sauce. <laughs> I always call that proprietary. It's always funny to me how many people don't understand what that means. Like people ask me, Oh, what's your business model, Chris? And how do you, you know, all your different revenue streams. And I'm like, that's proprietary. And it's like, and it's like, they're in shock. They're just like. What do you mean it's proprietary? I'm like, <laughs> you know, I come from a world of brick and mortar where you didn't tell people your business model, you know, uh, yeah. and that's, that's, that's the world I came from. So, you know, I learned a long time ago in brick and mortar, you don't tell people, you know, I had enough employees that would, you know, copy whatever our model was and go start their own brick and mortar company. And uh, it, it's so it's funny to me when I tell people that and, you know, so there has to be secret aspects of your business that are proprietary because, uh, you know, I mean, sometimes that is the secret sauce, right? Absolutely. Um, <laughs> now, I know you're you're not a competitor, so I'm happy to tell you aside, you know, but... Uh, yeah. could well, be I'm writing this down there. and I'm going <laughs> to... No, I, I don't have bandwidth for... But yeah, there's always someone who's going to be listening and they're going to be like, oh, you know, I can do this and, you know, do the same. And it's just something's better left untold. That's okay. And then, and then when they fail, then all their clients come to you. Uh, so it sounds like you're doing a lot of, you know, like I say, I have a lot of friends in the space, uh, that you're in, not the exact space, but you know, trying to help run ads for clients and stuff on social media and constantly, like I say, I see them, they'll post "Eh, another client's account suspended. This guy, uh, what is going on with Facebook? Some Mark Zuckerberg, blah, blah, blah. You know, and constant complaining about it. And I just always see it. I'm just like, God damn, I got to be careful with my account. 
and uh yeah. you know it i kind of wonder you know we've we've had we've had uh our accounts i my big twitter account got suspended because i was friending too many people one day i was building a list of journalists because mm-hmm. you know we interview them a lot on the show uh i sent too many friend requests and and it was like it kept sending me warnings i was like you sent too many friend requests and so i stopped and the next morning, someone signed up uh, to be interviewed, and uh, so I went, oh, okay, well, it's a friend of mine on Twitter. Hit the friend button, boom, the account gone. Um, uh, and uh, same thing with, like, Instagram. I, I don't know. We, we had our Instagram hacked by a Chinese company. We can't ever get it back. I still wow. got legal stuff I need to send to Facebook to try and get their attention on it. Um, even applied for their uh, – to try and get the Instagram account back because uh, it was responding to us in Chinese. It was coming back that we got hacked by some Chinese and it came through a third party app because we had, wow. we had two factor ID on it, but we lost it. And uh, we even sent uh, the required legal stuff to uh, the mediation to try and get them to turn it back on and no response. Like I, I'm literally going yeah. to sue Facebook at this point and send them a 30 day notice of intent. Um, yeah. And so it's just, insane. Um, just on that, you know, note, you can imagine if the ad accounts themselves are getting banned, it's it's nothing. But if you have hacks, this is a different department altogether. It's the mm-hmm. integrity, account integrity, security team. That's mm-hmm. even more serious. Yep. So you can imagine on the ad stuff, which they're making their revenue from, that's how make, Facebook makes its money. If the support is so bad here, now you can imagine the other departments is going to be even worse. So. Go figure, you know. <laughs> go figure, go figure. Uh, so, what sort of uh, uh, other things have we uh, do we touch on about who who you guys are and what you do? Um, so, you know, I, I'll go a little bit deeper into giving some advice to any advertisers out there uh, who are currently advertising and how you can basically make your setup bulletproof hmm. uh, in terms of protecting your business. So, let me let me just go a little bit deeper into that. Right now, when you said. I need to be a little bit careful. Um, you're probably running ads to something or, you know, you have a business on the side. Well, let's, let's look at that a little bit deeper. You know, do you have one business manager containing the ad account and that's it? That's just all it is because what, what can happen there is if all your eggs are in one basket in one business manager, imagine that business manager gets disabled, your ad account's gone, your page will be potentially restricted mm-hmm. and your business suffers as a result. So one little strategy that we created at Orange Trail is it's not really a strategy. It's just what we've found to be the safest way to make uh, your advertising setup decentralized, mm-hmm. uh, which is using multiple business managers. This is completely mm-hmm. allowed. It's, it's allowed in the eyes of Facebook. Um, for example, if you have a friend or a family member and they don't run ads or never have, you can create a business manager from them and share the assets across each of the BMs. So let me explain. Mm-hmm. Imagine you have an ad account where you're running the ads, uh, a page, which is, you know, Chris Voss show, mm-hmm. and then the business manager that contains these two assets. Okay. Mm-hmm. What we suggest is to make sure that your risk is as limited as possible. You have multiple business managers. So mm-hmm. two or three, they would act like satellite BMs, satellite business managers, where each of the BM has one asset. So this BM is only for running ads. Uh, second BM is only containing the page. And the third BM is only, you know, for example, having your media buyers as admins through which you're running the ads. Does that oh, make sense? Yeah, it does. Okay, and I'll tell you why we do this. Imagine one of the BMs go down. It doesn't impact the other two. And what you can actually do is log into the other two BMs and remove the third BM. So that way you still have the two BMs 
and you can you know work on getting a third replacement as well. No point at no point will each of these BMs affect each other if one goes down. Even if two go down, oh. you still have that uh, aspect of you know having one backup with the safety net. That is sense? brilliant. That is brilliant. And then you're never risking your main account. I mean, people do this kind of with email exactly. too, as well. Where exactly. if they send out email marketing, they they don't use their main account sometimes, and they use a, a separate account. Yeah, similar domains. They might buy multiple domains that look alike, you know. So yeah, it's a similar concept. It's it's crazy to me that brands came to us, forty million dollar brands, everything in one BM. And I'm just like, whoa! You're like you're one ban away from completely collapsing your online advertising uh, traffic. Holy crap. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you can you can be run out of business if you're not careful. Yeah. yeah. Absolutely. Here's another thing we see time and time again: businesses built entirely on one traffic source. Wow. How does that make sense? You're putting all your eggs again in one basket. So what happens when one of those traffic platforms, let's say Facebook, decides to restrict you? You have no traffic coming in. So you yeah. have no visitors. You're getting no sales. You have no business. <laughs> um, so another you know, common uh, rant I go on is that it's 2023, guys. Don't be a lazy marketer. You need to diversify your traffic sources. You need to at least try other things. You know, uh-huh. Okay, you have Facebook. Try TikTok. Try Snapchat. You should mm-hmm. definitely have Google, you know, diversify your traffic sources because mm-hmm. at the end of the day, if one goes down, you still have some revenue and some stream of traffic coming in. Um, it just makes a lot of sense. Where do you find the best places for ads nowadays? Uh, if you want to share that with me, is, uh, what seems to be the best place to put your ads? So this is a, a, a very difficult question to answer because there's a lot of factors at play here. What is the offer? You know, what is the audience that you're trying to reach? Um, I was uh, speaking with uh, Vince Varnock last week and we discussed how the setup and the d- division of your traffic sources should be. Mm-hmm. And there's no one answer. All I can say is check what is your offer and mm-hmm. who is your target audience. Okay. And then you need to align this with the platform. So let's imagine your offer is for a product that's maybe targeting elderly people above 50 plus. Mm-hmm. Well, it wouldn't make much sense to launch that on TikTok now, would it? Because TikTok's, <laughs> <laughs> TikTok's demographic is is young, right? Yeah, so you're probably going to be pissing away money in the way, you know, and that's not really something you want to do. Uh, you want to find the demographic data from each platform. And these, these are available readily on the internet. You can check, you know, TikTok's uh, demographic breakdown. You can see mm-hmm. what the user base is, what age per country, how many, how many uh, in each category. So 18 to 25, 25 to 34. You can check the categories and see what is the percentage of users in there. Um, and then accordingly run ads to that. Now, Facebook has always just been the best bang for buck. I think it's like the undisputed king. Yeah. But I do feel like TikTok is slightly, you know, it's coming up, it's taking over. The demographic is, is younger. But even my own mother was like, oh, check out this reel. And I was like, are you on TikTok? <laughs> I was shocked. You know, you're on TikTok. <laughs> oh, so who knows? You know, we have a paradigm shift coming up now. And, yeah. um, you know, I think TikTok is winning in a lot of different aspects and they're garnering attention. And I think in this current day and age, attention is the, the biggest economy, uh, commodity. So I think TikTok's winning on that end. Um, but aside from that, again, it's a very difficult question to answer. I would need to know what is the product, what is the okay. audience, what is, you know, so it needs to have congruence on the, the traffic platform fit, you know? Yeah, definitely. And in, in the format of, of it, uh, you know, it t- that TikTok is really turning into something, man. I mean, I, I'm even a TikTok addict. I'll admit it. I have a problem. Uh, <laughs> my name is Chris Voss, and I'm a TikTok addict. Uh, Welcome, Chris. <laughs> <laughs> it is, it is, uh, 
I mean, you can spend hours on that thing. You get lost. Right. Like it's, it's hypnotic. And um, did you see the way that it's uh, structured, the feed? Have you seen mm-hmm. that? Uh, like, there's, so, there's let's no, talk there's about no, that. Yeah. I mean, have you seen how, like, the? I mean, I could open mine up, but the, the slides between different posts, there's no divider. It's mm-hmm. just like an endless loop. You're mm-hmm. scrolling, and it's like new reel, new reel. There's no white line in between. There's no dividing between posts. They're designed in a way where it's like an endless loop of just nonstop. Like you're almost like brain dead and you're just swiping. <laughs> and, and to be honest, they're, they're investing big time into the design, the, the UI, um, because, you know, it's the user experience that leads to these platforms making or breaking it. And I think TikTok has just crushed it. And now Instagram copied it as well. Go on your Instagram homepage, check when you go between posts, can you see how it's divided up? Often it's not. It's a smooth, seamless scroll. So that way you can continuously go. And 30 minutes have gone by and you're like, oh, my God, what have I done? You know, so. <laughs> you know, it, it's funny because it, it feeds you your algorithm. So whatever you're watching, I have to be careful what if I if I end up seeing something that's kind of stupid or outside what I like to watch, but you know, maybe it's really dumb and you're like, Oh, watch a person crash into a wall or, you know, some sort of car crash joke. Yeah. Um, and, and, and then you have to be careful because you're like, Oh crap, I'm going to get more of that. And I really didn't want that. It was just kind of like, uh, it was just kind of like whatever. But yeah. It's, it's, it's so addictive and, uh, it's very entertaining. Um, and the content's very good. I thought it was kind of yeah. interesting. Elon Musk was talking about, uh, about uh, bringing back uh, vine which technically was the original TikTok when you really think about it. Yeah. In a way, I think quite similar. Yeah. Yeah. And it, it, there's so many opportunities Twitter missed that they left on the table. They they could have been the leader of it's kind of funny how that whole thing played out. I know. Right. I, I feel like Elon came in at the right time and I think he's trying different things to monetize it now. He, he just, did you see that? Um, obviously there's the verified $8 a month. Mm-hmm. But he's also saying that companies need to pay a thousand dollars a month to uh, really keep, keep their uh, blue tick. I, I read something about this, so he's trying different, you know, radical strategies. And look, this is what you have to do. Um, yeah. I think a large contingent of Twitter were just sitting on their asses making TikToks every day, a day in the life of a TikTok, uh, Twitter employee, and they're just sipping Starbucks and you know eating donuts. And the there was literally no work being done. And I, I just realized that like he fired a lot of the workforce and to mm. be honest, to make the platform profitable, that's what you need to do. Yeah. And now the other platforms are following suit. Amazon just let go 10% of their um, you know, workforce and Meta 10%. So there's quite a lot of layoffs happening. And I think the pendulum's not swinging back now. It's like, we don't care. We just want profitability. We want success. So um, it's interesting what's going on now. Yeah, it definitely is. Do you think that he can... Uh... I mean, a lot of advertisers ran away from Twitter uh, when he took over, and they were uh, concerned about it. Do you think that? Uh, do you think that maybe? Uh, do you think he recover it? Do you think uh, he's doing the right steps? So there's two ways to look at it: as the user, and then as like you know the company itself. Uh, from the company point of view, I think it required radical change, and mm-hmm. I think if I look at it, if I was on the exec team, I would say go Elon. From the user point of view, um, I still appreciate what he's doing. He's allowing people, irrespective of whether people like them or not, or you know, they're controversial figures in the industry. Mm-hmm. Um, because it, it, what what is it? What is Twitter? It's like you know, you have to respect the free speech. And if you're just going to you know block out people that you may not agree with, because I think 
the Twitter sphere was run quite, you know, radically by the left, <laughs> mm. if you ask me. And they were just banning people they didn't like. And mm. now I think Elon's like, no way, that's wrong. Doesn't matter if you like them or not. We still have to hear them out because it's free speech. So it's hit and miss in terms of advertising uh, revenue. Actually, I'll, I'll give you some inside information. So mm. with our Twitter reps, we recently found out that they've enabled conversions without needing to mate a certain like minimum threshold or ad spend for criteria. Mm. And actually, Twitter is really, really get good bang for buck on on the ads. So. I think they've enabled this now because they want to open the floodgates, more advertiser revenue. Mm-hmm. Um, anyone interested in like Twitter advertising, I would highly recommend that you test it out. Mm-hmm. Again, it depends on what your offer is, what your industry is, but th- I think that people are actually coming back to running Twitter ads because they've unlocked conversions and um, the CPMs are quite low again. So I, w- I, would, I would recommend going back to Twitter. There was a great time when COVID first hit that buying advertising was really cheap because everyone pulled back their ad dollars and uh, the CPM costs got really cheap and, and really low. Um, and, and, uh, so what's the best way for clients to work with you, reach out to you, get to know you better, uh, get that first initial handshake to find out if maybe their your service is right for them? Um, well, we're visible on Google. If you just type in Orange Trail, uh, you know, you'll see some of our links. Um, but if you want to go direct to our website and book a call, it would be orangetrail.io. And um, I just have to say that, you know, not all advertisers are eligible. We do have to check, you know, if you would be eligible to run. Mm-hmm. For example, we don't tolerate any, you know, black hat ads or you know, gray hat, anything that's risky or like a fraudulent or scam. We had one Chinese company come to us and they were like, hey, can we run uh, a video with Elon Musk's face uh, doing a a Tesla crypto scam? And we were like, get out. (laughs) Wow. So, you know, there is, there is advertisers like like this. Um, They exist. And, you know, aside from our morals and principles, we don't want to facilitate any of that. Uh, It's also, you know, our relationships with these platforms and the reps. We don't want to jeopardize that. Mm. So, you can book a call at orangetrail.io. You can reach reach us on Instagram, Orange Trail. Um, and, and yeah, if you're eligible, you know, we can definitely see if we can help you out with agency accounts. That's awesome, Sauce. Uh, check it out, folks, orangetrail.io. It's been very insightful, Rohan, to have you on the show with us today. Thank you, Grace. It's been a pleasure being here. Thank you. And thanks to my audience for tuning in. Go to YouTube.com for Chess Chris Voss, Goodreads.com for Chess Chris Voss, all of our assets across the social media sphere there. And even on TikTok, we're trying to be cool over there, but we're still trying to figure it out. <laughs> it's it's hard over there. Those kids are young. Yeah, absolutely. It's <laughs> like, what is this old guy doing on TikTok? Anyway, <laughs> thanks to everyone for tuning in. Thanks for being here, and we'll see you guys next time. And that's just have a